It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Can't thank Bob douglas enough for being a part of the show and uh he is a great great guy man and this weekend uh trace rodden he won up at i-35 speedway this weekend kirk did you hear about that i did hear about that so they were back in action they, they need more cars though we need more how many did they have involved. up there this weekend i think they still had less than 10 but you know, they need to build that up because it's a good class. It's no, it affordable. is. It's a great class. If you want to go fast and not have to spend a whole lot of money, that's a that's a good class to be a part of. And you don't have to really travel that far to go to all the races. No, you don't, really. You know, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's fun to watch those lightning sprints, Kirk, because these are guys that do, do not want to work too hard on their cars and – and and it's a low maintenance class, really, isn't yep. it? Yeah, you don't. I mean, there's really not much you can do to the cars, really. To you know, the maintenance is uh, pretty reasonable. You know, the, there's an initial outlay, you know, to build the car and put it out on the right. racetrack, but you don't have to spend a lot of money to keep it up and going. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Kirk. Uh, a lot going on this weekend and uh, last weekend. Um, we, we didn't do our show on Monday because it was a holiday and, uh, there was a lot going on last weekend and this weekend. What, where do you want to start? Well, I'm going to start with the uh, race that, well, both you and I attended. You were there on Friday night, but didn't get to see a race. I didn't get to see a race on Friday night because it rained I guess I was out. the lucky one that, you know, they got it in on Saturday night, but we're talking about the famed Knoxville Raceway where the USAC National Sprint Cars were in action, right? and uh, I thought it was a great show. And uh, it was a pretty shocking finish to that race because Brady Bacon, once he got out in the lead of that race with about 20 laps to go, I think everybody in the joint thought he was going to check he, out. He, he was going to check out, but he had a right rear problem. Uh, the tire laminated on him. Did you see that tire after the race, Kirk? Did you get a chance to see it? Because they showed a pretty good view of it. Um, Todd, I don't know if you can get that pulled up or not, but they showed a pretty good view of him when he was coming off the racetrack on how that tire delaminated. And I I, I just can't believe that the tires come apart that, that much. But, was- but listen, I did say on Saturday morning when we did track talk that they were pounding the heck out of that racetrack with the sheep's foot. And that track was harder than heck, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think we said the main reason they were doing that, the Duncans, they do a great job of prepping the racetrack. Oh, they Knoxville. do. They, they, they do as good as anybody else. You had said that the, there was a chance of rain coming through the area about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That At least that was in the forecast. They eventually right. took that out, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I said the reason why they were probably pounding the hell out of that racetrack 
is that if it did rain, they could still save the show. Right. If they wouldn't open it up, they'd leave it sealed over. And if they got a big rainstorm like they did on Friday afternoon, they'd be able to get past that. Well, it turns out they got no rain at all. Right. And uh, the track, uh, which is very unusual for Knoxville, took on rubber at the end of that, at the, towards the end of that race. Right. And they said it took rubber pretty quick. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was really no warning about it. And Jake Swanson, who we'll have on here in just a few minutes, uh, pulls the pass off turn four to get by Brady Bacon to the checkered flag. And with about five laps to go, Scott, he was still in fifth place. He was way back. So he started picking them off one by one past C.J. Leary there with uh, about a lap to go. And once he got past uh, Kyle Cummins, who had, was running second at the time, it didn't take him very long to chase down Brady because he was beginning to have trouble. And I asked Brady at the end of the race, when did you know you had trouble? He said, with about three laps to go, I could tell things weren't right. Right. And so he was just hanging on. Matter of fact, he got up into the loose step down in turn number four with about two laps to go. And he was just trying to hang on at that point. But Brady knew he had a problem with about three laps to go. Yeah, no doubt. Did you did you get some sound from him? Uh, I did, but it the the file got corrupted on me, unfortunately. So I don't have I don't have the Brady Bacon soundbite. Mm. Uh, you know, stuff happens. As Kirk mentioned, Jake Swanson's going to be on with us here in a little bit. We're also going to have Trenton Berry and Chase Rodman on with us today as well. Um, anybody else, Kirk, that we're having on? I think that's that's it. That's it, right? Yeah. Uh, talk about the world of outlaws. They were up in. North Dakota on Friday night, Ogilvy Raceway on Saturday night. Lots to talk about there. Carson Macedo picked up the big win at a Big O's showdown. Did you see that? He did, and he's got the point lead right now after Brad Sweet and David Gravel got caught up in an incident when Tim Estenson got spun around. And Gravel got the worst end of the deal. Sweet was able to rally back to a sixth-place finish. Gravel, not so fortunate. Right. Had some damage on that car. They first got it repaired, got him back out on the racetrack, but then he had to pull off the track again. He was not a happy camper, No, David Gravel. And James McFadden won at Lawrenceburg. Did you see that? Uh, that was on Monday, a week ago today. Yeah. He won at uh, at the very fast Lawrenceburg Speedway. James McFadden is a guy that's been running up front just about every race. Listen, he's done as well in that car, the 83 car, the Roth Motorsports car, as anybody that I've seen in recent years. I'm not sure what happened on the last couple of laps at Ogilvy because he had second place at the white flag lap but ended up fifth. Yeah. At the at the final race, so that last lap, not very kind to James McFadden. No, uh, even though a top five is certainly nothing to be too shook up about, he had second place there with a the lap to go. So, but still, he's got that eighty-three car running up front, despite the issues with the tire here a few weeks back, and he had to sit out some races, suspended by the World of Outlaws. That's not seemed to slow him down. He's won a couple of races already. What's he won? Three races already this year? Yeah. And so the 83 Roth car running about as well as it has in, 
a good many years. Yeah, and, and uh, Corey Eliason picks up the all-star win at Beaver Dam. Did you see that? Yes, he was dominant Yeah, in that race That was his 10th all-star win, yeah. by the way. Just Driving so you know. for Leighton Crouch. Do- Dodge County Fairgrounds, and that racetrack took rubber as well. Yes, it did, unfortunately. There was some pretty but good action. L- let me tell you, I thought the action between the 19 and the 39M of Macri and Marks, th- that action was really intense between those two drivers there. Yeah, if you if you look at the racing from second through fifth in that race up at Dodge County, it, that was pretty exciting, even though Eliason had a pretty sizable lead in that race and dominated. There was mm-hmm. pretty good action from second on back. Yeah, um, uh, what 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 did you think about Kirk? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna transition over into the Cup side of things. What did you think about um, Chase Elliott being disqualified and not allowed to race yesterday? At he the was race suspended. At, he, he was suspended. What yeah. do you think about that? You well, think that was think, well well due? I don't think they had any choice but to do that based on precedent. He hooked him. Yeah. I mean, Bubba Wallace, if you remember at Las Vegas last year, hooked Kyle Larson. Right. And uh, so they penalized him for that. So, uh, you know, they've got data. they got to be consistent. Right. Yeah. They've got data on these race cars that they can look at. Chase Elliott last week in Charlotte said, well, you know, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. You know, you uh, hit these cars, and I'm going up into the wall. But they know when you turn the wheel. They know when you lift off the throttle. They've got all of that information yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that belied what Chase said. So I don't think NASCAR had any choice but to do what they did. Yeah, that, that data, like me and Kirk talked about on the show on Saturday, and Scott, you were there for a little minute, but something had happened. You'd fade out there at the show, but... That dad, I mean, we they looked at the telemetry. They you could tell exactly when he, he just hooked him. His his pressure on his steering wheel on that was greater than any other time he'd done it at any other. So even though there was not just that telemetry, there was everything else that went along with it. So yeah, they they had to do it. And like they, we they, talked, they set precedent last yeah. year with absolutely with. Uh, Bubba Wallace. And right, we're not right. talking about a short track here, an intermediate track. We're talking 180 about 180 miles. We're an talking hour. about a track that can put you in some serious danger in this new car. And and, and listen, that hit that uh, Denny Hamlin took. Absolutely. that was vicious. That, that I, was a nasty. I texted wreck, man. Kirk after that hit and said, "I, I have man, how? Oh my god!" And then yesterday's hit with. The guy, I can't remember who, they showed his hit when his caliper blew, and his head really rocked. He was the one that jetted across, who was that? He tried to he tried to pinch it in the very middle, Kirk, and he tried, he goes, uh, was it Gregson? Was it no, I can't remember who it was, but he pinched it, and it cro- he tried to cut across the infield to slow him down a little bit. Yeah. Same exact thing. Right. I mean, that was a very hard hit, so yeah, yeah, I, the no precedent doubt. was set. Yeah. So what does this mean now for the reputation and the career of Chase Elliott? Uh, let, let, let me just say this. The people that are, that vote for him, the fan favorite, you know. Cause most he, popular driver most award. Most popular now. driver award. What do you think their fans think about him doing that? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a loyal Chase Elliott fan like those people are. I would be disappointed. 
And I, what happened, you can't argue what happened on the racetrack, even though Chase Elliott said, no, nah, I don't know. Let, let, I mean, let, let me say this about Gateway yesterday. That they're going to have to do something with the brakes at that yeah. racetrack because those calipers kept coming flying everyone, apart. Everyone, I mean, every did you rip. see that? And it was Kurt? always down in turn one, was it not? Absolutely. Yeah. So the the problem was the that's cy- when, when they get on the brakes the hardest. Well, it was the cycling. It really wasn't the heat that was bothering because they can handle the heat. It's the cycling of the cool, then back to hot, then back to cool because it, they're not on it on it, the other corners. Do, do you think that that? That could interfere with them bringing back a race next year. I, oh, I doubt it because the place was sold place out. Place was sold out and was rocking. It, it was. They drew a big crowd for that event, I, even though they were down for about two hours because of a lightning delay and it never did rain. Those fans but, sat there for but, six hours, Kirk, watching that. Kirk, race. when lightning strikes eight miles away from the racetrack. Yeah. They have to stop the race. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that that was wrong what they did, but those fans that came out braved some pretty hot weather during a bulk of that day. Yeah, they're took coming s- back. Six hours <laughs> to run that race, and I didn't see very many people leave. No, they'll be so. back next year. There was way too many people, and the crowd was on fire too. It was a great. Right. I hope they've done something with the traffic control because you and I were over there for well, a couple of Xfinity races back in the day and it was it was tough getting out of that place. They said and it was Can still... you imagine with the much bigger crowd? Well, I'm sure they've done something with the traffic control out of there. I got. But uh when we were going to races there 15 years ago, it, right. it was not very good. No. Yeah, it was rough back then. They even said they were still piling in. They were still during the announcement the driver introductions if you listen to MRN radio, they were saying they're still filing in here, which led me to believe that they're still they were still having yeah. the long line getting in there. Marvin's checking in from Miamisburg, Ohio. So we want to Welcome. thank thank you, Marvin, for checking in with us here today, and we appreciate it. We got a, a pretty good group of people listening to the show today. Um, you know, they're going to have to do something with the brakes. At, at at Gateway. Can they run a different brake package? Bigger rotors? they already got big rotors on those. No, they're giant they're, rotors. They're giant rotors on those they're, cars. And that and you talk about some damage on the track. If, if a piece of that rotor hits a car, that'll blow a hole right in your whole front uh, uh, end. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Busch ends up winning the race yesterday. Yeah, he deserved it. He had the best car he all had day. The, he had the fastest car because he could get into the corner down in turn one and two Harder than anybody else. How much of a factor was uh, a lot of these guys were shifted, you know, into the corners? Yeah, I, did that, did that down, have an impact down shifting on the, twice going into the corner. And, and, How much of an impact does that have on the uh, brake caliper issues that they had? None. A lot of these guys were shifted. Yeah, I no. think that's probably, I'm just asking. I don't think it, it, I don't think it had much. Probably help it. if you're using it. It probably slowed them down a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, because you can yeah. use your transmission to slow down a little bit, but man... The, the the way they were talking about the cycling of that thing going up and down, the cooling that thing down, because there's such a long right. long straightaways, high speeds, barely using it in the other end, coming the other end and mashing that thing down. I think they'll probably have to come up with a different composite of that brake that will allow for cycle and of cool to hot to cool to hot. Yeah. That, that'll that will help yeah, that out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Right. They'll, they'll fix it. There's scientists involved. Those kind of guys, they, they're smart. They'll have to figure it out. But, but as far as the race was concerned, I thought it was better than I expected to see. There were some 
two and three wide racing going on, which uh, yeah. I thought maybe at that racetrack it'd be a lot like the short tracks where right. it'd be a lot of single file, one group racing, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. You know, uh, this weekend, Brian Brown picked up his number 62, number 62 wins at Knoxville Raceway this weekend. He's only got 50 to go to catch uh, Danny. 50? Yeah. Only 50. <laughs> That's not happening. It could. Uh, no, well, he's, uh, got, uh, he's uh, already uh, got 62, and he needs 50 more. Listen. Anybody that thinks that Brian Brown cannot catch Danny Lasoski, it, it, it it's foolish. Because, listen, Brian could get on a roll and win 10 races in one year. We'd have to do that every year for the next five years well, in order to he, have that. He could do, I, I don't think that's happening. He, he could. Yeah. I think Brian Brown could I win. think he would even admit that, that that's, that's a pretty tough one to climb there. I think that Brian Brown can do it. I saw him after the races the other night, went down and congratulated him, and you know the first thing he said? Uh, hey, thanks for taking up for me. I heard you took up for me. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's, that's, what he, that's what he told me, too. That's good. It, it's the same thing he said. He I'm said, thanks he... for taking up for me. I said always, Brian. Yeah. 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 That's what I told him. Same thing. And what we're talking about is when Kyle Larson – uh, called him out on Brad Sweet's podcast here a week or so ago. At Wayne, Ke you know when Brian Brown passed all those cars from twenty fourth or I think it was twenty fifth to fourth at that high limit race at Wayne and, County. And Larson was saying that he normally goes backwards. Back yeah, so back and not, forward. not forward. Yeah, what's that all about? That's a backhanded. That, that was a backhanded slap yeah, in the face. Back right How often do you see Larson? do that like we said it's more of a podcast let's see how many people we could get we say at. things on our podcast yeah, i mean Gina wouldn't normally think of kyle larson being the guy no. to but here's here's the out. other thing somebody else had mentioned to me too who who's running they, him and his brother-in-law were on that podcast together right right things you get a little bit more slappy well when they you, start drinking and they get a little hat and you know like you said you're gonna Give me something today, can you, today, so I can get some clicks on my podcast? Today? Right, yeah. And he's like, man, just you drive know, drive the numbers can up. Can you just say what you said to me in private, in public? Right. And that's all he's wanting you to say. I mean, probably what he hadn't said already, but yeah. Yeah. It was a backhanded compliment, and uh, we'll stick up for our Midwest man anytime. Well, I'll, we always take up for Brian Brown. And, and he picked up another great win. Right, man. yeah. I'll throw this out to Kyle Larson. Hey, Kyle, how come you don't take the dice roll at 11 to make the run towards the win? He took it but at 8. You took it at 8. You said only 8 or better. I can't do anything worse than that. Well, maybe he might not have won from 11th place, but come on, Kyle, go for it. You got your co-promoter out there rolling the dice uh, on the on. fans, and uh, you, you, you aren't going to take the uh, 11. Let me ask you this, Kirk. Do you think the other drivers get a little annoyed when Kyle Larson comes in and takes the money? They're not saying it because if if you no no listen if they no, are uh, they're uh, not uh, letting Kirk, it out. Kirk, it was a, I don't know. It was a question to you. <laughs> I don't think so because they don't say anything about it. They're not complaining about it. Matter of fact, Rico Abreu uh, had a smile on his face at the end of it. Hey, it was still a great night, you know. 
I, I, I'm going to. I know they're good buddies. I know he and Kyle are good I, buddies. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think that the drivers think that Kyle Larson has so much money because, he, listen, he's getting paid pretty good in the Cup Series, right? He's Boy, a champion. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. He's a champion. He's right, been, and right. he's had some pretty good. I mean, I know he lost the but, endorsement deal, but, but he's don't, back don't, with. don't you think that some of the other guys absolutely that are racing against him are are frowning against him picking up that thirty one thousand dollars at home? They all are. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they say it publicly? Because you don't want to upset the, the Well, the Well, man. first of all, what happens is is that they bring in uh, – Kyle Larson brings in a lot of fans. Yeah. Sure he does. Yeah. What Every are they going to say if he walks away with a million dollars to win at Eldora? That's here? what I'm waiting to find out. When he went, when he Middle pulls the big check, he better, he better cut a big check to his guys. Like, you his know, crew? Everybody. Like yeah. everybody that – Merch guys that make his merch and everything. I mean, that's just kind of one of those yeah. deals. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jake Swanson is going to join us. He picked up the uh, Corn Belt Clash up there at Knoxville this weekend. He passed Brady Bacon on the last lap. He's going to join us next right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. 
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supplies. Can't thank Bob Douglas enough for being a great supporter of the Racing Boys here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Joining us now on the show was the winner of the Corn Belt Clash at Knoxville this weekend, Jake Swanson. Jake, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Hey, we're doing real well. Not as good as you, though. Um, man, that was, that was a thrilling victory, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was a nice payday too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so let, let's talk about it. Uh, I know that when I was, I did my show from the hall of fame on Saturday morning and I could tell that the Duncans were sheep's foot in the heck out of that racetrack and it, it took a little rubber. But the the thing that I want to ask you is is that it took rubber pretty quick, didn't it? It did. It was really quick. Yeah. About about what lap uh, during that race did you really notice that it was changing to that regard? Well, you know, t- to be honest with you, I wasn't uh, like before the rubber. I I felt like, man, we got we got a top five car. I, I think I could get get by Grant. Um, I just needed a long run to do it. Um, and I was about to, I was about to slide him and, uh, I went down there actually, and I kind of smelled it. There was a lap car that was kind of blocking my, my lane from sliding them. So I just kind of peeked down and, and I started to smell it. Um, and then, and then I, I kind of realized that, you know, at that point we've, we've run 15 laps or so, and I'm not, I haven't really been hard on my tires. We've been, we've been just kind of trying to maintain. And I was just trying to make sure that I wasn't going to going to crash the thing you know right. we really needed a, a top five finish um if you're not in position to win you just you just got to make sure it's uh you're bringing it home in one piece and you, you salvage yeah. a good finish but um really what what that did what that ended up doing was it, it saved our tires you know to the point to where when the yellow came out we actually had a good shot i i, I knew that, that the rubber was was coming because i could smell it and then the yellow came out and i was like oh man this this could completely change the complexity of the race because there's there's rubber coming, and I know that those guys, the top three especially, have been hammering their tires. Right. Um, so we're going to have fresher stuff than they will. It's just a matter of, um, you know, if if I can not show them that where the rubber is or, or if they don't move down, right. I, I think we're going to have a better shot. So um, that was kind of that was kind of the biggest thing, but I, I definitely didn't realize it to you know it was going to take that much and that quick and that that helped us even more yeah Uh, let me ask you when you pulled off the racetrack your tire looked really black when it you pulled off the racetrack how how was your right rear tire Uh, it was good i actually you know i probably could have ran a a few more laps on it it had about a eighth inch of block on the right rear but um you know it was just like i said we were I, i hammered it real hard there the last you know the last 10 laps trying to get to the to the top three and then to the lead, I was I was probably 
you know, straight away back from Brady once I finally got to second. But um, I, and when I got there, I was like, man, I know, like, I know we're better. I just, I don't know how much better. And it, we, we made one lap, and I could tell the, the closing rate that I had, I was going to get to him by the end of it. So um, I knew it was just a matter of, of making sure that my timing was right so I could slide him, you know, at the best opportunity. And I didn't, I didn't get to him at the wrong spot and show him a nose, and then he moved down and, and be able to run block. Right. Um, you know, because that's, that's kind of the way those rubber races tend to go. You know, if, if, yeah. you, show, if you show them where you're able to run, they're just going to move down, and that's going to be it. So, but, you know, I asked Brady at the end of the race, when did, you, when did he thought he had a problem? He said about three laps to go he could feel it. You know, and he was just trying to hang on at that point. But, man, you had to really work hard to get by a couple of really tough guys uh, C.J. Leary, and then Kyle Cummins. Talk about passing those two guys to put yourself in position. Yeah, well, actually, see, it, it kind of started before that because Grant was in front of me, and um, Grant, I, I was gonna, I was gonna try to slide Grant into one on that restart, um, but instead he peeled off and went to slide C.J. And so I, I jumped to the top to, to hopefully be able to, uh, you know, to be able to peel down coming out of two and get at least one of them, maybe two, in the rubber. If I can make the run, uh, I'm going to have more momentum leaving two. So that was a good move. When I did that, um, Grant slid CJ, but CJ crossed him over, and they both kind of washed up because the rubber leaving two wasn't wasn't as prominent. It wasn't super sticky. Yeah. And both of them kind of uh, – CJ kind of kind of ran him up in the wall there a little bit, and, and uh, it worked out great for me because I was able to follow CJ through and then peel off and slide CJ the next corner. Right. Um, and then you know he he had a, he had the run going down the hill, so he slid me back. But we were I think we just had better tire, and I was able to uh, to stick it in the rubber off the two better than he could. And yeah. so we left him. Then I got to Cummins, and same thing. You know those guys were I could tell those guys were struggling because of how much they had abused their tire early on. You know whereas we right. were just kind of just kind of riding. Um, and so Cummins, same thing. He hung it off a of four, pretty good, and and uh, I was able to slide him and get it to stick, stick real nice in the rubber. Um, and then it was then it was on the hunt for uh, for Brady. You know, at that point I was like, all right, well second, second's good. I don't know if I'm going to get there in time. And then I we burned one lap with like I think it was like three to go, and I could tell uh, that we were going to catch him by the end of it as long as right. as long as I ran it nice and straight and hit my spots. Um, you know, I, I just need the, the most important thing at that point, as long as I can get to him is to get the timing right. So I actually had to slow down a little bit and not catch him too quick because I could have showed him a nose leaving too. And I felt like if I would have done that, he's a smart race car driver. He would have just moved down yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and made me go around the outside of him in three and four. Not to say that we couldn't have done that, but I wanted the, uh, the best shot that I could. And the best shot was definitely to be to yeah. slide them and then and then stick it, you know, in the rubber off of four. Right. Yeah. And, and that cushion down there in three and four, that was it. It was a little gnarly up there, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. Uh, I, I biked up on it quite a few times. Actually, um, <laughs> we knocked the ladder off the car, and I don't know if it was from that or if it was from uh, bouncing off the wall in two. When I got to second, I was, you know, hunting Brady down. I was uh, I was trying pretty hard there. Um, but either way, you know, we were uh, we were on the edge the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, am I am I correct? Did they say that you had st- three straight top three finishes? Is that correct? Uh, we've actually had uh, 
four. It might be five straight top three finishes. I think it's five now. Because yeah. um, those last week, um, you know, before Knoxville, we ran Terre Haute and then circle two circle cities. Um, and we were on the podium for all those. We won one of the circle cities. Uh, and then Eldora was before that, and, and we ran second there, too. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, I remember last fall you won a big race, the Western World, out at Kokopal Speedway track we're pretty familiar with. That's a track you kind of had to manage things to get to the end, was it not? Yeah, it was kind of the same type of uh, same type of deal. You know, we um, we were really good, though, that night, especially. Um, I felt like we, we had the car to beat all night. Um, and not to say that we didn't here at Knoxville. We were really good. We just... You know, uh, track position wise, we weren't. You know, we weren't there. But um, yeah, at Western, that was that was so cool. You know, for my my Arizona team, um, you know, they, they've been they've been attending that race, participating in the race for years. And um, obviously, I've I've been doing it since I've since I started racing sprint cars. I've I've participated in that race, and there's a lot of history with it. You know, um, and it was really cool to be able to uh, to score one for. For those guys and um, and for me, you know, it was it was really um, really a neat deal. Yeah, uh, do you do you consider yourself uh, a better non-wing driver? Uh, have you ever thought about trying to put a lid on and getting out there and racing? Have you ever done that? You're doing that now. Well, right? I, yeah, yeah. I actually ran I ran double duty there at Knoxville. I, I ran uh, uh, Alex Bowman's. Uh, Ally 55 wing car um, and that I, I've never ran a wing before until just really it's I guess it's been a month or so ago um, so I've raced I think five times now um, and uh, start I, I, I'm trying to get the hang of it it's difficult man the wing racing is uh, it's uh, you have to drive it completely different and I'm I'm slowly learning what I need to do I've got a good coach you know Joe Gertie and and a handful of other guys um, that are that are helping me with the uh, with the process of understanding what to do with my feet and and try not to move my hands so much. But I've got 15 years of muscle memory of of uh, you know turning a lot in the non-wing car, and right. uh, you definitely don't do that in a wing car. And it's not just that, you know, really the hardest part is your feet. Um, but it, your feet don't matter if you're if you're turning the steering wheel too much. Right? So, yeah, no doubt. Um, it's 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 fun. I'm enjoying it. I think I'm in a good place in my career to be able to learn it and understand it and really, um, you know, be present and, and, and make the most of this opportunity. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I've got a whole new appreciation for guys that have run both and have been successful in both. Right. Um, like a break, like a Brady bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Brady's like, Brady's been really getting a hold of that, that wing car. He's been doing really good. Um, and it's, it's tough. It, it was actually a lot more difficult than I anticipated to do both in the same night because, uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but basically like you get, you get in the race car and you just, you, you just have your feeling of say the heat race and you know what, what it, what it felt like. And you kind of build from that. Um, you know, that the racetrack's going to be a little slicker. The car might be a little bit tighter. Uh, the cushion might be a little bit more aggressive, but for the most part, you're fresh off that last race that you did. And so it's, it's the muscle memory is there, but when you get into a wing car, like after, after a non-wing heat race or something, right. What it, it, it's completely there. Actually, the hardest part was, was jumping from the wing car to the non-wing car. Cause it was like, I'm so used to running into the corner nearly wide open, just using a little bit of brake. And you have all of that, that wing holds that, 
pulls that car on the racetrack so much, it just sucks the thing down to the track, and right. you can just hammer the corner. You can go really fast and really hard. And then you got to remember that when you when you jump out of that car and you get in the non-wing car, that you don't have that wing on there because right. you know, you, you, it feels like a sprint car. It drives like a sprint car, and then you gas it up, and it's like, oh, man, where'd all my side bike go? <laughs> right, So. Yeah. So you can blow through the corner really easy and, you know, get, get up over the cushion. And, and, you know, obviously if you go in the corner that fast in a, in an on-wing car or even try to, you're definitely going to, going to get upside down. So luckily I had, I had some help with that too. Eric Wilkins, he's experienced in both. And, uh, he, he, he was able to kind of coach me through that and and help me a bit. So, uh, it was pretty cool. I I got some good guys in my corner and, and hopefully I can, uh, uh, yeah, hopefully I can figure it out. Yeah, uh, tell tell me a little bit about Team AZ. So Team Arizona, Team AZ, Mike Burkhart's the owner. Um, he's he's been around racing his whole life. Uh, his family's got some history in the sport, but it's it's mainly sprint car racing in Arizona that that he's been a part of. Um, before me, they had Stevie Sussex driving for him, um, and then before that, they had Eric Wilkins. Um, He's had Danny Stratton. He's had um, uh, quite a few really prominent names drive for him. And, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, you, know, you look back at, at the history that he's got, and he's, he's always been there. He's always been really fast. You know, he normally, he's, um, normally has been a part of the midget scene, uh, and he was always really good with, with setup and, and uh, you know, race cars with the midget deal. And he actually raced himself for a time before that, but um, – He's uh, he he's very intelligent. He's really smart with the race car. He's one of those guys. A lot of people think that they know what they're looking at with a race car. They think that they know how to right. how to set it up. He's one of those guys that's so in tune. He can just watch it go around and know what it needs. You know, so I'll come yeah. in and I'll go to give him my feedback, and I'll get halfway through, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I know," <laughs> and he'll just stop me. Yeah, I'll fix it. <laughs> right. And so, um, you know, I remember the first time I drove for him um was at canyon and and it was crazy because i came in and i'm so used to a lot of the other guys that i've driven for i'm so used to kind of being the guy who sets it up and and sort of the like even if i'm not the guy who sets it up i give them my feedback and i kind of give them what i think we should do type of thing right um and uh i'll never forget he he cut me off halfway through what i was explaining and he was like nope i got it and they they proceeded to get the car up on stands. He changed all four bars in the car, um, and a number of other things. I, I have no idea what else he changed, weight and everything else. And he was like, it, "It'll be better." And I'm like, well, "What'd you do?" And he's like, "Don't worry, it'll be good." <laughs> right. So, and sure enough, we, we would have won the race. I ended up running second because we we uh, broke a right rear shock. It came off the car. I still ran second with, with no right rear shock. Right. Does that make you uh, a little nervous when a guy goes in there and tells you that whatever I did, it's going to be okay? Does that make you a little nervous? Uh, it does, depending on who it is. <laughs> you know, right. Some some guys you kind of know that maybe they don't know what, what what they're talking about, and if they say to trust them, and I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on what you're doing. Uh, but no, Mike's not that way. Mike, I I I can trust him uh, from the get go. I knew that. Uh, Anybody who's raced like he has, um, it's really easy for me to to give feedback to, or, or other drivers to give feedback to guys that have raced, crew chiefs that have been there and done that, because they know the feeling. They right. know what you're trying to explain, yeah. and it's not something that's kind of far out or far-fetched or like, well, just deal with it. You know, you're the driver, just drive it in harder, just, yeah. just drive it in faster. That type of stuff doesn't work. You know, you, you have to, the race car needs to go around. I should just be able to 
um, you know, kind of tell it what to do and guide it here and there. But for the most part, it should go around quickly by itself nearly. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. He's, um, he's been, been phenomenal to work with. I really appreciate him. And then, you know, his nephew Craig is, uh, is getting really good with, with the engines. Um, he's very thorough with the maintenance and, and, uh, you know, catching anything that might, might become an issue, um, in the future. So that's obviously, uh, that's a big part of being successful. It's a big part of all of these podiums in a row, um, having guys that you can trust, uh, having guys that are thorough and know what they're doing and, um, you know, catching, catching possible issues before they, before they happen. And obviously going forward, if, if we can, uh, if we can keep on at this rate, you know, then at that point we'll have a a shot at a a championship. I don't even want to talk about it or think about it right now as much. I just want to, just race for it. Diligence. Yep. <laughs> you just want to race for it. But how big is this uh, Corn Belt Clash in your career, win-wise? Is, is that one of your biggest wins? You think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was kind of thinking about that. It's 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 definitely one of my biggest. Um, it's hard to say what's what's my biggest anymore. I've got so many that that mean so much. We've right. got, you know, uh, the Western was was massive. That one's that one's up there, um, and even. Even like a race, it might sound silly, but for me, like Calistoga, that was that was so cool to be able to win that, especially with Team Arizona too. But um, that was one of our first big wins, and it really kind of it kind of set the stage for where we ended up, and it, and you know it gave us the the confidence to be like, okay, well we can we can beat the best guy out there in CRA, which was Damien. We can beat the best guys uh, on a regular basis out there with CRA. So now let's now let's let's see what we got when it comes to uh, national and uh, you know it's been it's been a pro, it's been a long hard road but it's been really you know enjoyable and uh, and um, the, the the benefits are now <laughs> are now showing themselves so so it's it's now becoming really re- rewarding. Uh, you sit third in points right now, seventy six back of the four time champion Brady Bacon. And, uh, man, this thing is up for grabs. you got a ton of races. you got Indiana Sprint Week coming up in July. That's always huge. So a long way to go here to really make a lot of big things happen. Definitely a long way to go. That's why I'm trying not to get too excited about the points. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter as long as we keep on doing what we're doing at the moment, which is, you know, making sure we minimize mistakes. Um, we, we rack up those top threes and top fives. You know, a bad night we run fourth or fifth. That that's that's going to speak volumes come the end of the year. So um, we're just going to keep on uh, plugging away, keep our head down, and keep on working at it. Um, and uh, hopefully by the end of it, we're we're right there in the hunt. Yeah. When are you going to drive your next wing car? Uh, actually, tomorrow I'm I'm uh, driving the Ally 55 again for Alex. Uh, it's a high limit race in Eagle uh, Eagle Raceway in Nebraska. So. Looking forward to that, um, man. That and, and that he, that is a great racetrack, Eagle, Nebraska, isn't it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I you're not the first person to tell me that. There's quite a few people that are like, "Oh man, we love that place." So, uh, really looking forward to that. And, it's and, fast. Uh, what's that? Fast joint. It's a it's a giddy up place, man. Really is. Good. We like them that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it sounds like you're going to be in this 55 Ally car for a while. After I heard. Uh, interview with Alex yesterday. He said he's probably not going to be climbing back behind the wheel of that car for a while. He's going to focus in on the 
cup side here. So it sounds like you're going to get plenty of chances in that car. Yeah, which I really appreciate because, you know, just, just filling in and getting a couple of uh, couple of races here and there was going to be like, man, I, I don't know if I could pick it up that quick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, very, very appreciative. He's, he's actually, um, you know, not just letting me do the high limit stuff, uh, which is obviously, you know, it's, it's going to be really tough when it comes to competition level. But um, we're also doing quite a few other races. We're doing, we've got some all-star stuff on the schedule. We've got some local stuff on the schedule. Um, it's it's basically he kind of filled in whatever dates that I don't that I'm not going to be racing USAC. We'll be able to run that thing, and he's given me a fair shake in it. You know, we're going to end up running about 30 races or so this year, uh, the remainder of the year. So, really looking forward to that. Hopefully, I can get it figured out by then. Um, but I know it's it's tough. We got a long way to go. But uh, like I said, I, I think I can get it figured out. It's uh, it's just a matter of of time and. I got definitely got a, a good team. We got a good coach, so uh, just a matter of uh, of studying and and uh, you know getting laps. Alex, a great guy, by the way. He said he enjoys working on them about as much as he does driving those sprint cars. So he he likes. Yeah, being he there. does. He, he's he's a great owner to have too. You know, we race. Uh, we have a lot of fun at Chili Bowl together. We've um, we've ran, ran the last few years at Chili Bowl together. And that's been really cool. So um, yeah, definitely thankful for the opportunity, especially. You know, when there's a lot of other great wing guys out there, uh, a, lot of, a lot of other good options, and he's willing to to give somebody with zero experience a shot. You know, it's it's uh, it, it's just it's really cool what he does for the yeah. for the for the sport in general. You know, the way he gives back to it is well, yeah. it's awesome to see him and Kyle and and those guys. You know, I don't know if you know it, but Kirk and I sold the rights to uh, the Chili Bowl and the Shootout to Flow Racing, and uh, that- oh, okay. And and that's why we're no longer in the Chili Bowl business, and we did it for 16 years. Yeah, we? but we could still go to the Chili Bowl. We, we have more fun now at the Chili Bowl. We there. we definitely have more fun yeah. going down there now. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, good. I've listened to you guys for a lot of years. You know, there was a there was a time where I wasn't going to the Chili Bowl, and I was uh, just a fan, and I was I was listening. I would always tune in to Racing Boys. Yeah, we appreciate. Well, that. we appreciate that, yeah. buddy. So, listen, congratulations on your win up at the Corn Belt Clash. Uh, man, it, it, it's it's a great accomplishment to win that race up there. That's one of the bigger races of the year. I I gotta feel like, don't you feel like it's one of the biggest races of the year? Oh, hundred percent, yeah. And uh, you know, it's obviously just the history of that place. Uh, what it means to win in Knoxville is is insane. You know, it's it's uh, it's got so it's got such a rich rich history. I was lucky enough to spend some time in the museum there. Uh, Shane Carson actually took the time and, and went around with me and showed me some, uh, some of his old race cars and, and told me stories of, of, uh, you know, some of the things that they got in that museum. And I wish I could spend a week in there and, you know, you'd see, Oh man, I feel like I could go in there and, and I just made multiple laps that every time I made a lap, I saw something different that I hadn't seen before. So well, nobody better than Shane Carson that. to give you that kind of a tour. He's knows a lot. You're exactly right. Right. <laughs> Shane is one of the good old boys of motorsports. That's for sure. Okay, uh, yeah, Jake, sure. we appreciate but, you taking the time to join us on the show today. We can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us. And good luck to you the rest of the way. In a wing car or a non-wing car, we're going to be pulling for you, buddy. All right? I appreciate that, you guys. It was uh, it was great great being on, and I just want to give a shout-out to a couple of the guys that helped me out real quick. Apache Transport, Phil, is, uh, has come on board this year in the 21AZ, and uh, – 
he's he's stepped up big. He's he's enabled us to uh, to, to run the whole the whole schedule, and that's been really cool. We really appreciate him for that, and um, we've got a handful of other guys: Stratus Construction, uh, Picacho Peak, uh, Steve at RSS, Beaver Stripes, um, and then uh, you know One Way Engines, CSI Shocks, uh, Snake Enterprises. We got. Uh, quite a few guys that enable us to, to get up and down the road and uh, and give us a really fast race car. So I just want to give them a shout-out and say I appreciate them. Maybe one day we'll get mostly motorsports on that car. Sounds good. I'd appreciate it. We all would. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. right. All right. Thank you so much, Jake. We appreciate you. Great job. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Talk to you later. There you have it. That was awesome. That was Jake Swanson, man. Good stuff. Good stuff right there. Great guy. You think that was the biggest win of his career, the Corn Belt Pretty Clash? close to it. You know, that Western World he won last year at Kokopal Speedway. That was big. And Calistoga, that's kind of home area I can't, out there. Listen, Kirk, I've got to get back down to Kokopal Speedway. i got to get down there for a race. That's a big race. How big a track is Kokopal I, Speedway? I, I, just got to, I just got to drive down there one day. Stay in the casino? No, I, I might just take the RV. There you go. Yeah, but that was kind of fun staying in the casino down there. Yeah, I got to work on my generator t- today. Get that thing running. It's hot out there. Is it hot outside? <laughs> I'll just leave it in the garage and get it started. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's what I'd do. Yeah. So, all right, we, we're going to take a break right now, Todd. All right, we're going to take a break when we come back. Um, Chase Rodman. Chase Rodman's going to join us, and we'll talk about all the world of outlaw wins this weekend. And, uh, you know, that Hannah Newhouse, I'm thinking about getting her on with us as well. She's pretty good at what she does. I'm thinking about asking her to come on the show as well. Uh, She covers the world of outlaw late model series. Right, yeah. She was busy this weekend. I'm a big world of outlaws fan. Just so you know. Both sprints and late models. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Chase Rodman is going to join us here next on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. 
especially sportswear in-house we do all of the screen printing all the embroidery we do some vinyl the other ad specialty items like your pens magnets notepads calendars you can actually buy that build your business and make it larger we have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area we can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams a professional look in the office if you can imagine it we can do it for you Rod M. Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod M. Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod M. Supply is an assortment of Rod M's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod M. Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodmsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Good afternoon. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And uh, Trace, is, am I saying that name right? Trace Rodman? Chase Rodman. He picked up the win at. No, here, he. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. We're yeah. talking about two different. That's what I thought. You could Trace. Me. Trice. Yeah. Trice Rodman. He picked up the win at Padai thir 35 this weekend. There you go. And I think they're back down at CMS. I got the hiccups. This weekend. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Trice uh, had a big win. I think that, what, two in a row, I believe. So Was that two in a row? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's bring in our next guest. Joining us now on the show is Chase Rodman. Chase, how you doing, buddy? Hy what's up Kevin? I'm doing pretty good here just just hanging out and uh, a few days off before we head off to Knoxville oh so you're ready to get to Knoxville well we were supposed to be there a couple weeks ago and rained down both nights yeah you know? so um, I, I am excited to get back there it's one of the uh, most fun places to go even when the races are over right there's always the place called the dingus and there's always the place called you know, I, I, I have a problem with them changing the name from Mrs. C's to Mrs. D's. So why did they do that? I don't know why they did that. Did, did, yeah, did, I'm not sure why they did it either. Yeah. 
And I, I, I just have a little bit of an issue with that. But it seems like for me personally, do, do you ever go down to the Mexican restaurant downtown? Yeah, I have gone. I can't remember the name of it, but I went there once last year for the first time during Nationals, and it was actually really good. Yeah. Well, we got we got Knoxville all warmed up for you. I was just there on Saturday night there, Chase. So Dingus was rocking and rolling, and it's ready to go for you guys coming in. And unfortunately for me, I went up on Friday night, and we got rained out. Yeah, I saw one of my one of my group chats. I had a friend that was there, and it it seemed like it just downpoured so quick, and that that place can't take too much rain. It seems like, but right. And that Saturday race, I didn't get to see the wing race, but the USAC race was was really good there. I mean, it took rubber at the end, but still an exciting finish, and it was cool to see uh, Jake Swanson get that win. And it was just cool to see USAC cars around Knoxville again. I think right. uh, they provide a different type of racing around that track, which makes it a little bit different, you know? We just had Jake Swanson on the show here just a few minutes ago, but uh, he's an interesting character, and uh, he's got he's he's done pretty well this year. He's the, where's he at in points, Kurt? He's third in points right now. Third in points, uh, right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty exciting coming off the fourth turn to pass Brady Bacon. Uh, Bacon's tire going down there at the end. It uh, looked like Brady was going to run away with it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, listen, um, Carson Macedo picked up the win at the Big O Showdown. What, what did you think of that win? Um, I mean, I thought it was just all but dominating, really. You know, he started outside the front row and, you know, won by five or something seconds. But, um, you know, that was cool to see. And then he, he did it on on, a, on the right night. You know, both of his championship right. competitors, Brad and, and David, have a problem in the same crash. And uh, Carson's able to jump out to a 10-point lead over, over Brad and 20-something points over David now. So it was a good night to win by five seconds when those other two guys get an incident. So it was quite the drama-filled feature. I don't know if you guys saw the beginning. Yeah. There was a Right after the four-wide, there was a medical emergency. The race was stopped for 20 minutes right after the four-wide. What was like, what was that all four. about? Can you tell us what was going on there? Yeah, I, I, from what I heard, it was one of the track officials or something that works over there. He had a heart attack or something. I, I didn't hear what you know came of that i know they had to transport him to the hospital or something i didn't i didn't hear his condition after that but that was what was stopping us there for for about 20 or so minutes talk about that incident that uh collected both brad sweet and david gravel tim estenson in the middle of the racetrack looked like gravel got far worse into that deal than brad sweet did yeah it looked like you know and i asked Shuhart about that on in his interview and you know, came up on Essence. It just seems like, man, when you get into that area, some of the lap cars are just so far off the pace. These guys just aren't used to catching people that quick, you know, going into the corner. And Essence had some damage prior to that. His nose wing was kind of messed up, and I think he might have had some other front-end damage that was kind of keeping him off the pace a little bit. Um, and then, you know, just getting to the corner, he just spun out, it looked like, right in front of right. uh, Logan, and he went to miss him and finished him off and, Essence and kind of backed up the track, and Brad and you know he had literally nowhere to go. I think I can't remember if it was uh, Brad that hit him first, or I think it was Brad that hit him first. But it looked like Brad hit harder and had like almost no damage. And David came in there later and uh, knocked the nose wing off, you know. So um, and he got stuck in the crazy. pits too, didn't he? He got stuck in the pits. He wasn't allowed to come back out, was he? Well, yeah. I mean, he he was stuck in the pits, and then you know there was kind of a little bit of drama going on after that when. 
you know, we were going yellow anyways. Baston had jumped the start on the next one, brought up a yellow, but then Bill Rose at the same time had, you know, had some kind of problem. He stopped on the track, and, you know, people are thinking that Bill Rose is doing that on purpose for David or something. All these conspiracy theories are coming out whatnot. Right. Um, but, and then, you know, they were able to get David six and get him back out there. I think he finished 11th, but, um, yeah, there was just a lot of drama. On Boy, it, it was really a, a feast and famine weekend for Gravel. He had such a great night up at River City Speedway up in North Dakota, and then, uh, man, just, uh, he was not a happy camper on Saturday Mc, night. McFadden won at Lawrenceburg, too, right? Yeah, McFadden won at Lawrenceburg. That was a big win for those guys. That's the first win they've had after that penalty that you know they suffered a few weeks back, and then yeah, David, uh, you know, McFadden probably should have won uh, over there at at River Cities on Friday night. But, uh, you know, that's one of those issues when you're the leader of the race sometimes. It's just not the right place to be, and it takes rubber, and Gravel finds it first and passes him, you know. But, yeah, that was a, a good deal for Gravel. He hadn't won in quite a, quite a while. I think it was like 10 or 11 races. So get him back to victory lane. And, man, entering that night, you know, it was a tie between Carson and Brad points, and David was eight back. And I was like, man, there's just no way that they can get any closer than this. And we went on to the next night, and it was uh, Brad leading by two points over David and Carson. They were tied for second for two points. I mean, it was just a crazy weekend as far as the points go. Yeah. Uh, and then David Gravel hunts down uh, McFadden at Grand Forks, North Dakota. Yeah, that was yeah, so what yeah, we were I mean, talking about. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I just uh, – it sucks to see that for McFadden. He was – He's never won two races in a row on the Outlaw Tour, and it was pretty darn close to happening. But right. um, it's just one of those situations, man, when you're out front, you think you're doing the right thing. And, um, you know, he said in his interview that he, he tried the, the middle there a few laps before that. It just wasn't didn't feel right. And that's all it takes, man, is maybe a lap or two later, and it's and it's yeah. hooked up through the middle, and, and David took advantage of it. Do, do you feel like McFadden is carrying the 83 83- Roth Motorsports car better than anybody has been in the last several years. Do you feel that way? I think he is. Uh, you know, Darren Pittman ran that car for what a year or two, and yep. he had some pretty good success. You know, and I, I don't know. It's hard to say though because James he struggled pretty bad last year. Only had that one win, and it took forever for him to get that win. He did obviously have a lot of good runs along the way, but you know, this year three wins, almost four already. Um, unfortunately that penalty, you know, that kind of hurts as far as the points go, but, um, he seems like he's been one of the best drivers they've had in that outlaw car, uh, for quite a while. I feel like Corey Eliason, he was pretty good in it. Um, you know, 20, I think that was like 2019 maybe or something like that when yep. he ran, but yeah, it seems like James has been, you know, a pretty good fit for those guys. It seems like, yeah, it's, yeah he's it seems like the chemistry is good with those yeah. guys to me. Oh yeah, they always have fun, you know. And it's they got Brent Ventura out there as the crew chief now. He was kind of, you know, part time. He'd be on the road a little bit last year, but he's been the full time guy this year, um, and he's been doing a great job. And he, he's one of those guys you look at him and you just don't think Brent Ventura is a, a crew chief, a winning World of Outlaws crew chief. He just seems like a normal guy walking around the pits, but um, he does a great job. And uh, him and James seem to, you know, have a good relationship. And then you got Woodman out there. Right. Um, and and Rob Beatty as well. Those they're a fun bunch of guys. They always seem to have a good time when they're out there at the racetrack. Do yeah. you do you feel that Buddy Kofoid has slowed down a little bit since he's been back in the seventy one car because he was driving the eleven car and he was really ripping with that car. But do you feel like he's might be slowing down a little bit with the seventy one? 
Um, I, I mean, obviously, I feel like Bernie's stuff is good. That's just, I mean, when you look at the stuff the 11 had, um, I just feel like they literally had the best of the best motors, cars, trailer. I mean, Brad Alexander, he's uh, proved himself to be a pretty good crew chief. Obviously, Bernie's really good as well. Um, but Buddy, you know, he, um, I feel like he's one of those guys that can carry a car that, and I'm not saying the 71's bad at all. I think it's a great car. He finished fifth at Lawrenceburg with it. Right. Um, but, you know, I just think that Buddy's a good enough driver to where he can get in just about anything that's halfway decent and, and make it go pretty good. Um, it's just, I, I'm sure he's not too thrilled with the fact that he's not going to be running the sprint car on a full-time basis with the world of outlaws. Yeah. Um, you know, he's running, a, I think he ran it last night and he's going to run it again tonight. Um, I think he was trying to get away from the midget deal. He wants to be more a wing sprint car guy. Um, I th- I'm sure he's not happy about that, but, um, you know, I think that, you know, by the end of the year, maybe in the off season this year, he'll, he'll find something that, you know, put together something. Uh, to run on a full-time basis next year because I think that's where he wants to be is on a full-time tour at, at some point. Well, let's be fair. The money is in 410 wing sprint car racing right now, right? I mean, it's making a resurgence back. It, back in the day when we first started covering the Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour, they had a lot of stars there the first year that we did that. They had Gary Wright. Jason Johnson, Shane Stewart, Brady Bacon, Wayne Johnson. They had a, a, a just a list full of people, great drivers that were over there. But when they decided to cut the purse from 6000 to 4000 that's when it all fell apart right there. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is I look back at, you know, old results from ASCS races and I'm like, man, I didn't know that he was a full-time ASCS guy or this guy or, you know, whatever. Right. And now it's just, uh, it seems like the, the talent uh, has kind of scaled back a little bit with ASCS, but I feel like it's still a good feeder series for a guy, you know, that's like Garrett Williamson's a good example of, you know, running a tour, like traveling around, you know, getting into that groove of traveling around. Learning the, the, the habit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Learning that stuff and, you know, visiting new tracks. And it gets it's a really good stepping stone to – being an all-star driver or an outlaw driver, you know, I feel like Blake Hahn's a pretty good example of that. He's been pretty good so far in the 410 this year, yep. uh, his first full year doing that. So um, he's a, the prime example of, you know, ASCS Tour is a good place to start and, and get your feet wet with, with traveling around. You hey, know, I've always said that. I, I've said it for years when we're traveling up and down the road. ASCS is a good place to learn how to be a traveler. And, and just learn how to do the things out on the road and teach you things that you need to know before you become a full-time road person. And I, I believe that to, to the last breath that I have, that that is one way of teaching somebody. First of all, you're going to have to have a little bit of money. You're going to have to bring some money to the table and, and in order to learn how to do that. But... I still think that uh, it's a great feeder series for sure. Yeah, and I think it's good to get guys in the mindset that, you know, if they're on the road traveling with a series full-time, you know, like ASCS or maybe even the All-Stars or whatever, that, you know, if you race three nights a week and you have one bad night, you got to put that behind you. You know, you can't you can't dwell on that bad night. you got to be able to put everything behind you and, and get back ready for the next one. And, I feel like guys that haven't ran a full tour before, if they go on the Outlaw Tour or something, I feel like maybe Noah Gass is a good example of that. I don't think he really ever ran a, a series full-time. 
you know, if you don't have that mindset, like, okay, we got to put that one behind us. We got to, we got to move on tomorrow, you know, then that can really get you down in the dumps and, you know, lose a lot of confidence, lose a lot of momentum. Um, and that's why these guys that, um, have been doing this a long time, man, if they, they crash out or like gravel, you know, he ran 11 right. night after crashing, he's already focused on Knoxville, man. He's got to put that one behind him and focus on, focus on what's coming up next. Do you think Carson Macedo has the best chance to win the championship this year? Because he won 11 races last year, if I'm not mistaken. And, and Brad Sweet only won like five. But do you think Carson Macedo has a chance to win this championship this year? Yeah, and I think he had a good chance to win it last year. He he was, uh, you know, I think at Williams Grove last year, he had a penalty that um, that really ruined his run. You know, he, yeah. that night he finished second and was going to be in the point lead, and instead he got docked back to what would have been, you know, they had a bunch of provisionals that night. I think he finished like 28th or something was the penalty. Crazy. And he fell way behind, and I think that really just killed his spirit a little bit. You know, when, you, when you're that close – and then something like that happens. It just, it, I could see. I'm not a race car driver, but I could just see that hurting so much. Yeah. Um, I just feel like as long as he doesn't have something like that happen again, then yes. I mean, he's in the lead right now. He's. I'm looking at the stats at this point in time. He's got two more top fives than Brad. Another one more top ten than him. Two less wins, but I feel like he's been the most consistent driver over the last 15 or so races. Really doesn't have the wins that he did last year, but. Carson, uh, and he's one of those guys that he wants to win a championship really bad. He's told me that before, man. He's, he'd rather, he told me he'd rather win a World Outlaws championship than an Knoxville National. So it's important to him to be an Outlaw champion. Um, and right now, he's, uh, he's looking like he's in pretty good position, but I don't think we've seen the end of, of Graveler's Sweet. I mean, like I said, there are only 22 points between the top three. So right. this, this battle is far from over. Hey, uh, just uh, I want to ask you about Shelton Hoddenshield. Looked like he'd been struggling quite a bit here lately. He won that race at U.S. 36 Raceway here a few weeks back. Coming up, he's the defending winner of the High Bank Nationals at Houston. That's coming up here in just a, a couple of weeks. Uh, Saturday night, he goes from 19th to 7th. Does that give him a little bit of encouragement now, more than uh, what he's had over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, you know, I hope so. It's It was a tough weekend for those guys. I mean, a tough real a week, I guess. I mean, I think he was in the B-May in the two of the last three races. Uh, got upside down on the heat race at Ogilvy and had some other problems on another night. Um, but, man, I don't know what's going on with them right now. Only seven top fives over the entire year so far. You know, the next guy in front of him with the least amount is Shuhart with ten, and he's in fourth in points, you know. The Sheldon's back in sixth. It's just... I don't know, man. They they show signs of speed sometimes, but then other times they, they don't. Um, but hopefully that run this weekend, that hard charger, can can try and get momentum back on their side. There's just been so many finishes for them outside of the top ten this year. I mean, we're looking at, I think it's like at nine right now, or maybe more than that, wow. but um, they got to get something turned around. And historically, Knoxville, not exactly the best track for him heading into this weekend. Um, but what I will say is this is a, this is going to be a huge weekend in Knoxville because we were supposed to run there a few weeks ago, which normally we only have one stop before the Nationals. We were supposed to have two this year, but now it's back to one. And with that new tire, these guys are going to be wanting every second of track time they can get to try and get those tires right and get a setup going for, for the Nationals later this, this year. So this is a huge weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of cars trying to get themselves tuned up. I might go up there. Why not? I might. I might just, 
I might just run what up there. What else you got going on? I, I, I don't know, but I might go up and get the trailer from Liberty RV today and tow that thing up there to Knoxville. That way you don't have to spend $150 on a hotel room. Listen, let me tell you something about Super 8 Hotel up there in, in, in Oh, no- yeah, I've been there. In Knoxville, it was $196 for a Super 8 Counting hotel. Counting the tax. With the tax. Yeah. $196. Now, who pays $196 for a Super 8? Well, I'm glad. You know, it's amazing you even uh, got a room up there at all this weekend. They know that they can charge yeah. that much. That's the thing. They know. They're the only guys in town. Uh, it, it's so it, 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 it's kind of like that hotel across the street from the Chili Bowl, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've never stayed there too. I've never stayed in that hotel. We we typically what we did when we had our full team down there at the Chili Bowl, we would rent a six thousand square foot house, and it had fifteen beds in it. That worked pretty good. Oh. For a while. And, and when we would come home, the lady yeah. that lived there, she would cook us all dinner for that night when we get back home. Deal. That was a great deal. It, it was outstanding for the crew. There's no doubt about it. But. Except Kirk and I had to pay for the dinners, didn't well, we? Well, she cooked well, them. I think that might be worth it. Yeah. No, that it, all helps. No. But, uh, Chase, I just had such a great time at Knoxville on Saturday night. It's always great to be in Knoxville. And uh, you're going to be there this weekend. It's. It, I, I agree with you. These two nights are going to be critical for these guys to get things dialed in for the Nationals. Yeah, no doubt about it. Chase, we can't thank you enough for taking the time each and every week to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. We appreciate it. And we we, we couldn't get a better person to talk about what's going on with the World of Outlaws than yourself. And we're so, so blessed to have you. So thanks so much for being a part of the show. Yep, thanks, guys. It felt like a long time since we didn't have one last week. So we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next Monday and uh, looking forward to it. Okay. Thank you, Chase. Thanks, Chase. There you guys. Thanks. There he has it. Chase Rodman. We're so, gonna So you think we might be able to utilize that camping spot in the North Fairgrounds for once? Well, I'm gonna go up there today in the truck and see if they've got one up there for us. A loner. A loner. But you gotta get it dialed in for the trip to Pennsylvania too, right? Would well, that be a... I, I gotta get it ready for the trip to Pennsylvania. Yeah. So you think they so might I give need it to a, you I early. need a little time with the the, the motorhome to get and it. You can run it up to Knoxville and stay this weekend. I might just do that. There you go. That would be cool, wouldn't it? And if you got a place for me to bed down for the night, I might myself think about driving up there Saturday night. Well, we'll have to find out if it's got another bed in it. Or I'll sleep on the floor. Well, you can sleep on the floor if you want. Isn't there a couch? We don't know what this thing will have. I don't know what it's got. I, I, I have no idea what I'm getting. Well, we'll find out when you get I it. I might get a fifth wheel. Which is uh, bigger than a tag-along. Let me tell you, there's nobody that does it better than Liberty RV yeah, in Kansas people. City. They're in, Li- they're in Liberty, Missouri, and they do just a great job up there, and they just... They take care of Kirk and I. They've been taking care of us for years, haven't they, Kirk? Yeah, and they've done a great job of fixing a lot of things on some of these motorhomes down through the years. Are you ready to take a break, Todd? All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Trenton Berry is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit about USMTS racing right here on 
Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Trace, Trice, Trice, Trice Roden, Trice Rodman, Rodden, uh, Roden, Roden. Yeah, he picked up. Actually, the, he's got three in a row because I think he won both races at CMS last weekend. Oh, he did. Well, he picked up the win at I thirty five this weekend. There you go. So, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. Right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. 
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy. I love racing, boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than a tornado in a trailer park. Get her done! Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. And as you know, we get a little bit off topic here from time to time. Do you think we're going to get... DeAndre Hopkins, do you think we're going to get him, Todd? Not now. No. I don't. I costs think, too much money, doesn't he? Yeah. And I he's think, too much money. Well, it wouldn't have been. But, but except for Odell. But we're like a million and a half away from the cap. Yeah. we got, And, and it, it's going to take $20 million to get him to sign. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the Odell Beckham $15 million thing kind of hurt it because if he would have got in at 10 we probably could have picked up. Arizona at that point Hunt was, could have given him some money. Well, and they were they were, at the point at that point Arizona was just out, right? They were they were cutting bait at that point, yep. take the cap hit and walk away. But there was still a trade possibility, maybe thrown in there with the money because at that time Arizona might was going to pick up part of that salary. You understand? So right. Arizona might have been able to compensate a little bit of the back end on what they were doing. But this once the Odell thing kind of went through. Um, I don't see this happening. And I don't know if you saw the latest tweet. Somebody had said that we don't um, – Nick Wright said we really don't need him. And There is no reason for the Kansas City Chiefs to bring in high-dollar star-wide receivers. Well, the for, Chiefs, uh, oh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes make stars. They don't need stars. The wide receivers I, I, they bring in, they develop them as stars. I would agree with you that – with that, Kirk, because I believe that the receivers that we have are going to be much better this year than they were last year. Yeah, I mean, who heard of uh, some of the receivers that the Chiefs had of last year? Who even Ross? heard of these guys? Yeah, I think you're going to be. I think sub- that Ross is going to be a pretty good receiver. Yeah, he. You know, they're going to have. I think it's going to be the same kind of deal. You're going to see a lot more distribution over more people. Deep into the, you know, they're going to carry a lot of wide receivers on this thing. Um, Lamar Hunt's wife passed away yesterday. I heard about that. I I um, saw that. It was good to see all the other football teams paying their respects, even the Raiders stepping out and saying, uh, you know, giving the good respects to the Chiefs on that. She had attended every. If anybody that was not going to give anything for the Chiefs, the Raiders were. And she they released and they released a giant paragraph, big big thing. But Al Davis and Lamar Hunt were pretty tight. Yeah, they butted heads, you know, for so long. Lamar almost ruined the, the 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 expansion or the the uh, whatever they call it when they take in the AFL. You know, the Raiders tried to do a backdoor deal on that to try to say don't take the other teams just take the raiders and we'll come on in and and once the afl found out about it their their bond was kind of always but yes an original afl team but yeah she, like kirk was getting ready to say 
she was the first lady of uh, NFL because she had attended every every Super every Bowl. Super Bowl. She was the only one, only one, that only ever female did. that had attended every one of the Super. Bowl. I, I think there's a group of guys, yeah, that, that have went to every yeah, game as but well. She's the only female to attend every game because of obviously her husband created the first one and right. was there f- for everyone since. So eighty-five years old, and boys, did she look really, really good? She that last, she looked young for her age. Uh, um, when she was on stage. At the last thing, I thought, you know, she really is holding up very well. It's sad to, sad that she passed because she was such a matriarch for the for the right. Chiefs. But yeah, I think for sure that the Chiefs are going to be fine. We have. Uh, what did she pass of? I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if they re- have even. Maybe they did release it by now. I think, but at the time when I saw the Kirk, news, look that up, would you? So, but I believe, did you watch Patrick Mahomes hit the home run and the behind the, the softball home yeah, run yeah. and the behind the behind the back pitch? Unbelievable. He pitched behind the back, threw it behind him, not un, not under, but behind the back, completely behind the back. And somebody hit it. They, I think it threw it for a strike. I mean, it's just, or maybe he threw it to first base and got the guy out while he was pitching, but it was be, behind the back. So yeah, uh, we're gonna see that pass this year. He's been doing it in practice a lot I know. more. <laughs> I, I I'm I think I said this the other day. Patrick Mahomes is the type of guy that if you strapped him inside a race car, yep. I wouldn't doubt that he could win. Yep, the dude could. That that's 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 who he is. He yeah. just can win. I mean, man, he's really good baseball player. People don't know that he. Probably could have went the baseball route, but as everybody knows, baseball is really, really hard, and you have to. You may linger in the minor leagues for right. a very yeah, long time no before, yeah. unless you're just Superman. Tam, Tammy's just checking in. She said, "Hi, boys! Late for the party today. Glad we'll to have, have to listen to the podcast to Absolute. catch up. We had Jake Swanson on here just a little bit ago. Absolutely, just yeah. so you know, Chase Rodman as well. So, uh, yeah, in case you missed that, go and, back and, and listen and to and that we Jake had, Swanson interview. We had Chase Rodman on That's there right. as Chase well. Is, so. and, Jake. and we're waiting for Trenton Barry yep, right now. I, I put a couple phone calls in. If Trenton, if you're listening, you could give us a buzz. Kirk's going to text Trenton here in just a second, and then. Uh, because his phone, his mailbox is full, so that's why I haven't been. Right, but yeah, I tell you what, um, the NFL offseason, even during the snooze, isn't much of a snooze time. You know what I'm saying? The NFL yep. does a very good job of being able to keep things going through the, you know, through the whole year. Hey, Scott, did you watch? I know you don't watch a lot of indie, but did you watch any of the highlights or anything of that? Race when they were racing in downtown yesterday. That was cr- in Detroit. In, in Detroit, crazy. What well, was crazy about? It? I just the roads were so bumpy that they couldn't even control the cars. They were going so fast. If you listen to some of the NASCAR guys, so there was a big weather delay because they had a three-hour lightning delay. They were right. watch. They were watching some of it, right. and uh, I heard a couple of the, one of the guys on MRN on the way in. He said he was he was enthralled. I listened to it on the radio yesterday. It was really good. Alex Pillow, the winner. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. It was sometimes those street races can be pretty. Yeah, and pretty blah. Not very much passing, but it was pretty cool. A lot of passing. It was, well, more than you would have on a a street race, but with the rough surface and the, the speeds that they were able to climb when they were jumping into turn one. 
that hairpin when they, I think it was turn one, but that hairpin turn where they, it was unbelievable to watch. Lots more entertaining than the Spanish Grand Prix F1 where I didn't see hardly any passing yeah, at all. Yeah, I tried to watch that, Kirk, and hey, I, it listen, wasn't that good. I, I've been saying that forever. I, I There's not in. much passing in Formula One. No, there was more action. Max Verstappen just ran away with it. They show more He's action won by off the 24 track. seconds. There's not much passing in Formula One, Kirk. 24 yeah, seconds. Yeah, he was 20. What's that, uh, Kirk, can you look up what is the average pass for Formula One this year? I bet it's. I'd say 1.2. I'll just I, throw it out a guess. I, I, I'll go to it. I'll try to find it. The Mercedes uh, finished second and third yesterday. Yeah, uh, it, it was, was Red Bull completely dominating the day and so, they're going to be at canada i think in a couple so of weeks. did you see the week that we were off we didn't really talk about it but did you see the week when we were off when they lifted that car up into the air scott kirk when that car wrecked on memorial day weekend they lifted yeah. that car in the air and they picked it up by with the crane right at and, monaco and monaco yeah. and all the photographer because you're not supposed to take pictures of the rear end or anything but boy when the and man, the Red Bull guys were not happy about showing the yeah, un- too bad. I, I don't feel sorry for him at all. <laughs> hey, uh, the NHRA was rained out yesterday. It's going at on New right England now, right? Dragway in Epping, New Hampshire. They're running as we what speak. Channel is that on? The uh, five, I think FS One. I think FS One. They just started. Um, yeah, that So one. FS1 is carrying the final day that got totally rained out yesterday in New Hampshire uh, for the NHRA. So we'll follow that as we go. Yeah, that was a definite. Um, I was flipped over, and the whole schedule for the whole day was messed up because of all the rain out. So maybe not even on. I bet you it's not even on that, Kirk. I bet you it's on an offshoot channel today. FS2? FS2. Yeah, I don't know yet. Uh, so we'll try to find out what the, uh, air date is that, uh, for the, uh, NHRA out of New Hampshire this weekend. We had some pretty good midget racing over the weekend, and this is, uh, Indiana Midget Week that got going last night at Tri-State Speedway in Hobstead, Indiana. Jacob Denny winning the feature last night at Hobstead. Zach Dom was the uh, guy who swept the weekend at Wayne County Speedway for the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series. Dom winning in a little more dominant fashion on Saturday night, uh, or on Friday night. Saturday night, he uh, had to work at it a little bit to get up there. There were a lot of beating and banging going on in that race out at Wayne County. So pretty good action there. But Zach Dom is the guy who swept the weekend at Wayne County for the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series. Hmm. You went to the Hall of Fame banquet in Knoxville on Saturday. I did. How was that? That was good. It was real good. A lot of inductees, 13 inductees. It took a while to get them all in. Let's uh, let's talk about a few of those guys. The drivers were Joey Saldana, Chad Kimenaw. Joey was last. Corey Cruzman. Bobby Marshall, who Corey, I remember. Corey Cruzman should have been in sooner yeah. than now. Now, Bobby Marshall, I remember him very well from back in the 70s, uh, pride of Dallas, Texas, uh, going in. I, th- I don't think Bobby is with us anymore, but uh, his family was up there to 
helped induct Bobby Marshall into the Hall of Fame. Hey, well Todd. deserved there. And uh, the other driver was Ken Hamilton that went in. And just to go through the other names, owners, mechanics, builders, manufacturers, Johnny Caples, Paul Hazen, Tommy Sanders, and promoters, officials, members of the media, Max Dolder, Alan Kreitzer, who had a great excuse not yeah. to be there. His yeah. son was getting married that right. day. Right. So it's a shame that those things happen on the same day. Uh, Ralph Shaheen, Johnny Vance, and from pre-1970, Joey Ray, one of the first right. black guys. All the Only racing. won three races in his career. And But, uh, but he drove of, in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. So back in the uh, hey, 70s, Joey Ray. So congratulations to all the inductees let, into the let, National Sprint. Let, let me ask you a question, and just be straight with us. Do you think Kirk and I are even considered? Stop it. Stop it. To even be considered no. for the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame no. and Museum? The answer is no. Why no. not, Kirk? We've dedicated our life uh, to sprint is, car this racing. Is, this is for the best of the very best in Kirk. sprint car and open wheel racing. No, first not, of all, let media. me let me stop you right there. Not a chance. There is a good chance that we should be considered because we've done nothing but cover wing sprint car racing, non-wing sprint car racing, the Chili Bowl, the shootout. We've been doing it for 16 years. Nah, I just, I just, I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't think we belong in that, in that fraternity. That's not that's that's for the high end people in motorsports. Well, Kirk, we've been around for 24 years. Yeah, but I never, I 24. How many people have been on the same radio station for 24 yeah, years? But the, you know, I can see being considered, Kirk for. Other How many honors, people have this. done what we have done for 24 years on the same radio station? Well, yeah, but that... I, I don't know. Answer that question. How many people have done it for 24 years on the I same radio know. station? I don't know, but I don't see myself as being in that category. Well, I think we've put our dues in. Well, I... When you go campaigning for something like this, I, I don't know that it doesn't feel right to me. I, I, I'm not campaigning for it, but all I'm saying is, <laughs> is that we should be considered. Well, that's your opinion, which I I don't share, but uh, you know you have a right to your opinion. I'll just leave it at that. Well, I think we should be considered. We've done nothing but cover sprint car racing for the last 10 years, 12 well, years. We've done it on our own little niche here, but uh, these people that are in the Hall of Fame, they're, they're, they've got a higher stature, higher stage, uh, bigger impact in the, in the world of sprint what, car oh, racing. Kirk, than, Kirk than first of all, I, I totally disagree with you on that. We did the Chili Bowl for 16 years. Well, that's midget racing. That's midget racing. And we've also covered wing sprint car racing, non-wing sprint car racing, micros. We've done it all. And we're, we're, we're totally open to being one of the leaders that talks about sprint car and, racing. And, I, and, and this is where I perk company with you. I, I think Halls of Fame, and I know there's members of the media and uh, announcers and 
that sort of thing that are in the Hall of Fame. But I think of Halls of Fame as the the guys who who put on the show, the the drivers, Kirk, the the I spent competitors, my, uh, the car builders. Kirk, uh, those are the people uh, that that should be in the Hall of Fame. Hey, Kirk, I don't know if you know this or not, but I spent 13 years traveling up and down the road, living like a gypsy. Yeah. In order to to make a, a, a plead for us to be in the National Sprint Car Hall now, is of that, Fame. Is Museum. that why you do that, to, to try to get into the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Uh, I, I, listen, Kirk, we might never get in a Hall of Fame. No. I just I don't consider myself a Hall of Famer at all. Well. Never drove a car, never competed, never Kirk, owned a car. It doesn't matter if you owned a car. That, that, Your family was rich in racing. Well, that's all fine, but I, I consider myself a fan more than anything else. And uh, the Halls of Fame for racing should be reserved for those who participated in the sport, put on the show, made it impact. You didn't. Hey, Kirk. I'm not one of those. Kirk, you didn't travel up and down the road like I did. Yeah. Well, if you think you belong in, I guess that's your opinion. But I, I just. We, uh, we, we did get the. the North American Pole Award in 2009. Yeah, they've got media awards and things of that nature. That's all fine. But you're talking about being enshrined into a Hall of Fame. And that's not uh, that, that's not for that, I don't Kirk, think. just so you know, nobody has done a long run like you and I have together. Yeah, but I, I didn't How get many, in. Uh, no, hold on. How many people have done a long run together like I, us? I don't know. There, I'm sure there have been other people around the country that's done what we do that we probably don't even know about. But uh, longevity is not the key to anything. We've been on the same radio station for 23 years. Yeah, and had a good time doing it. 23 years we've been on the same radio station. But I didn't get into this to try to get into a Hall of Fame. So that's just something that's not even in my thought process. I don't even think about stuff like that. I like going to Hall of Fame induction ceremonies like the CARB Hall of Fame. Uh, a pleasure to be a part of that every year uh, to induct uh, all the people that have made an impact in racing in and around the Kansas City area. Enjoy being a part of that, but uh, I I hope I never I never even think about uh, being a, a member myself. That's not something I think about or, or desire. Did you see that, Todd? Call? Todd, huh? give us a neutral opinion. Oh, I can't be neutral. I've been with you guys for twelve years. You can give us a neutral opinion. I, you're 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 so much neutral than Kirk and I. Yeah, I. I don't think they're going to ever give anybody that's just like that a, a nod in the Hall of Fame like that. Right. I don't think that's – it's not the type of, you know. you were a, We were ASC when ASC wasn't cool, and, you know, it's just maybe when we're, when we're gone, you know, maybe when – Maybe we, when we're dead. Yeah, when they realize how much, you know, when, they're, when the, all the archived video is out and then – Maybe I hate that when people are dead. Well, that's just that's how it works. I, I you know, I, I just, uh, 
I just don't even think about stuff like that. Hey, did you see that comment? I I, I got in. I'm doing what I'm doing now because I'm a fan first, and I enjoy talking about racing. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you another it gets us into the races. That's that's the other part that's kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, the 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 reason the reason I got into this because I love racing and I'm a fan first. I like more uh, than anything else, and I love talking about racing. I like, End of story. Uh, when 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 a person spends twenty three years of their life or more dedicating to getting the word out about motorsports. Yeah. I, I think, but it, I, I, I never, I, I never I look at it, it as work. This is not work; it's fun. Greg, um, Greg O said he took a two-hour drive to my first visit to Knuckleheads Kelly, to, to Kelly see. Said. No, it, it's Greg O at the bottom of it. He says, uh, "Oh, okay." He says to see Ray Willard Hubbard, great va- venue, even better shows. Ray's Willie's son. Can really bend the guitar strings. Wow! How about that? We agree. Knuckleheads is great. Man, this past it, it, it's a great place. All right, I, I want to get this live read in before we get done here today. Um, I want to remind everybody what's going on up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. They're going to be giving away a 2023 Z06 with the Z07 Performance Package on it. It's a pearl white Metallica tricoat color, along with twenty five thousand dollars in cash. They're going to be giving that car away on Saturday, August 19th, 2023. They're going to be giving that car away. This car makes 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's an 8-speed automatic with a lofty 8,600 RPMs, creating 670 horsepower. It's an all-aluminum cylinder block casting with small block engine families in it. That's what it says. Um, It's a signature 4.4 inch, 11.76 millimeter bore spacing. It's got dual coils, valve springs. It's 460 foot pounds of torque and it makes 623 M of torque at 6,300 RPMs, it's a GM tested per uh, SAE J1349, uh, and it's also got the big brake calipers on it. It's uh, it's got the big wheels on it, the big brakes on it. Bigger brake calipers and the uh, Cup cars at <laughs> Gateway this week. I don't know if they had bigger. Cup. They're not that thick, but they're, they're, they're probably not that thick neighbor in the i we had one drive by in my brand new 30-day tag on it just drove by my house in my neighborhood blue ice colored blue so i think it was a wrap i bet it was a white one with a wrap on it and that was what i was going to say if i won this scott i'd put a wrap on it that way i protect that paint right and then that way you could drive it and drive that bad boy around for a little bit and not worry about any damage to that paint we didn't have to worry about the birds yeah. You know, if you got a wrap on it. You know, you know what really makes me happy? When I go out and sit in my chair on my patio and I lay my head back and I close my eyes and listen to all the birds. That means you're getting older. 
listen. When you're a kid, don't that don't even come into your mind, right? Right. But let me tell you this. The other day, Bristol was out in the backyard, <laughs> and a baby bird fell out of its nest. Oh, gosh. And that baby bird hopped right up in front of Bristol, and Bristol reached down and grabbed it. Well, and let me tell you something. When that happens, <laughs> you let me out, let me tell you something. When that happens, all the birds in the neighborhood yeah, freak out. They freak out, man. They they oh, just yeah. start making noise. They all make their warning signals. They all make the warning we, signals. When we have a hawk that swoops in and steals birds out of trees, and the whole neighborhood of birds do the same thing, they go nuts. They just go crazy. All so, right, yeah. so if you want to win this Z06 Corvette, you need to go to winaz06corvette.com, winaz06corvette.com, and apply now, get your, get your tickets bought, and uh, we're going to be buying some tickets as well. And if you want to purchase anything from the store, you can do that at sprintcarstuff.com, at sprintcarstuff.com. Com. All right. Yeah, check out that Williams Grove exhibit up there. It is we got on it. full display at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. All right. Let's bring in Trenton Barry right now on the show. Trenton, how you doing, buddy? Good. I'm sorry, boys. I I was having a little bit of a domestic. I've not been home much, and I was trying to get a whole lot done right there in a little amount of time. So I I was away from my phone. And I missed you. Uh, don't worry about it, bud. We know we we know that if you're busy, that we can just talk about whatever we want to talk about, and that and that's what we've been I, uh, doing. I appreciate it. So I'm 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 driving to go do a radio this evening right now and talking to you guys. I got to stop and pay pay a bill on my way, and it's just, just oh, my days are starting to run together a little bit right here. But it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's great. You're, a, you're a radio guy, too, Trenton, so you always got to have things to talk about. Which hey, we hey, never look, have yeah, that well, problem. So, I, so I, have, I have more of an appreciation for when you guys got a fill when things are scheduled. Yeah, it's right. not, I don't I look at it as fill. Hey, hey, Trenton. I don't look at it that way. Trenton, let me, let, me, yeah. let me ask you a question, and I want you to be fair with us. All right? Okay. Yeah. Out, out of all the years that Kirk and I – have been promoting sprint car racing, and you know we've been doing it a long time. Oh, my God. You just won't leave it be, will you? 16 years we've been promoting sprint car racing and the Tulsa Shootout and the the Tulsa Shootout and the Chili Bowl. Don't you think that we should be considered to be in the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum? Oh, my God. I just can't believe he's doing this. So this is the route we're going down today. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't get it. I don't. So I don't, I don't think you probably should personally lobby yourself. No, I don't, I don't that's think for that's sure. A, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know that I would probably go there. But no, based based on accomplishments of what you've done and and were with the industry at the time of its greatest transition, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> so, I, I so you're. Think, you, I don't really think any hall. Of, I don't think any Hall of Fame is a, is a self-endorsement. Well, I know I, I know one Hall of Fame that we're not going to get into, and that's the Central Auto Racing Boosters. Well, you got a much better chance of getting into that one than the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. 
But I, I, I think we've put our dues in, don't you think? Oh Austin? my God! Don't you think you we've have, done it? So, so you have put your dues in, and here's here's what most people in the racing world don't understand is they don't understand that all those years on Saturday morning is on a radio station that covers, I think it was like well, 44,000 square miles or 4,400 square miles, whatever that was. 44,000 square miles, six states. Yeah. And so that, that doesn't, that doesn't just happen. And that doesn't happen in a market size. that's in the top 30 in the country mm-hmm. and you don't reach that many people. So, I mean, to me, that's where, when you want to talk about, making an impact on a sport that's that to me that's where that's where you guys are separated from anybody else that does any of this so hey uh we've been doing it uh, we've been doing it for 23 years on the same radio station oh yeah hey what and and you couldn't you couldn't be on a bigger one so right and what's more far interesting to (laughs) me is you say you're headed in to do a show now trenton yeah, I got I got a deal at five o'clock. I got to do so. I'm gonna I'm gonna be up there a little early, but yeah, it's about an hour drive for me since I I moved there a couple of years ago. So uh, what what yeah. are you talk about today? Just just the guest today. So I don't I don't really know whatever whatever gets thrown at me. I'm not, I'm not sure hey. if we're talking racing or Chiefs or what. Hey Trenton, if you ever need any help, just give me a call. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So this past right. weekend, what stands out in your mind as the biggest headline of racing this past weekend? Biggest headline of racing this past weekend. Well, so I was in Louisiana at the uh, at the Doug Murphy Memorial. It's not wasn't the biggest race of the weekend. Um, I don't know that I had anything that that really was just jumps off the page. Of. Am I am I missing something somewhere? No, I just the series was out in West Virginia. Um, I don't, I don't really know. You know, I thought, I thought that, uh, I thought Terry Maddox's crowd at Outlaw was off the charts good, and that was that was neat to see. You know, I, I thought that was cool. Um, I don't know that I have anything. Just kind of another weekend, really, the way I looked at it. But uh, well, I, yeah, I don't know as I have a strong opinion one way or another. And our in our world too, the I mean, Rodney Sanders won won our five thousand to win race Friday night, and uh, he is he's really coming on like wildfire here, and I, I expect him to go on a pretty big run here through the hot part of the year. Well, let me tell you, if there was ever a USMTS Hall of Fame, you should be in it. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm not going. You're down not that lobbying road, for I, that. <laughs> hey. Hey, listen, you're, you're fishing. You've got oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I am fishing. But uh, my frustration is, uh, here's my frustration, is that Kirk and I have been doing this for 23 years together. I did it for two years yeah. before he did it. And yeah. I'm just saying that, that people that dedicate 25 years of their life to motorsports should be recognized. So I, I just, I mean, I, I, it's everybody's opinion, right? And it's it's a museum at the end of the day. So have you played a big role in it? Sure. Um, you know, I, I just I just go do do what I do to obviously, you know, do my best to provide a living for our family and um, be able to do something I enjoy. And and you know, uh, 
I guess to a lesser degree, do things on, on my terms, you know, somewhat. And I, that's good enough for me. You know, I don't, <clears throat> I'm not real big on legacies. I don't, I don't really care how I'm remembered. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I, I know, I know that we've been good to people. I know we've been a good asset. Um, and beyond that, I, I just really don't care, you know? So I, I, uh, like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't, in, in our terms of what we're doing, I don't, it doesn't. It doesn't does, make me one bit of difference to be honest. I'm, I'm right. the same. I'm the same way. Hey, I want to get your... does, like it does. It doesn't trip my trigger one. Hey, if something comes around like that and then somebody wants to give you a distinguished honor, sure, be a nice compliment. We'll we'll go to the event and say say our thanks and and be grateful for the opportunity. And if it doesn't, I promise I'm not losing to sleep over it. How was your weekend up in uh, Deer Creek last weekend in West Union? Big four-day weekend for USMTS Modifieds. Had yeah. a chance to talk to you about that. How'd that go? Had a lot. Had a lot of racing. It um, it went it went well for the most part. It was uh, it was a big car count. You always expect that at Deer Creek, and they got big crowds every night, which was was fun to see. And so, um, yeah, I think that's about what everybody. Everybody could uh, come to come to wish for out of that. West Union was pretty good Sunday night as well. Um, we did, unfortunately, uh, Saturday night had a little bit of a damper on it. There was a, a B-Mod racer that uh, passed away um, in the pits. So it was <clears throat> has a little bit of a, a damper on, on Saturday night. But um, Wow. Yeah, it was, it was uh, uh, you know, short of that, it was about what you can expect. You got the big B mod shootout at Mason City Motorsports Motor Speedway this weekend. What what's going on there? Yeah, so we're leaving. I'm leaving Wednesday morning. We're leaving bright and early. We're gonna be in, in and out in two days there. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens here. So so Staley had decided this year that I'm, in addition to a Sunday night at Mason City, he was gonna run a couple of these midweek events. And so there's another one later on in the year in August for the stock cars and. And it's going to be kind of the same structure, I've, I've been told. And so I think I believe it's seventy five hundred to win, and there's he's done a big fish bonus for an extra hundred bucks, and you can race for ten thousand to win if you're able to get it done. So it's a separate entry fee that wasn't mandatory, but yeah, pretty pretty crazy event. Um, not really seen one tried like this before, so I think a lot of people will be paying attention. Um, and, you know, my, my biggest questions, can you take a class for the, the working racer and put on a successful event in their point season in the middle of the week? So that's, I, I'm, I'm very, very curious to see how this race goes this weekend. And I don't mean very curious in a negative way. I mean that I am genuinely very curious. Could, could this be, uh, could this be something that other racetracks and promoters could look at as a way of finding success for their weekly programs, um, could could it be done in a little bit of a different way? So I'm yeah. I'm I'm very very interested to see how this weekend turns out, or that's not this weekend, but the middle of the week. You yeah, know? and on the second, you've seen, you've seen this a lot. On the you've second seen this day, a lot with sprint cars and yeah, late models, but like for, for, to to be a true grassroots weekly class, this is pretty uncharted territory at this right. figure. The second day, it's going to pay ten grand to win that B mod shootout, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, so I think it's seventy five hundred with a bonus, with a, a bonus buy buy in extra buy in bonus. So, um, I believe is what's been told. There, it's been so many different things. To be honest with you, I'm 
I've just been going one week to the next. I, I know where I'm going the next three or four weeks, and and much beyond that, I, I haven't dug in deep into some of these events. Um, and you know, we got we got Cedar Lake coming up here in two weeks for the USMTS. I know I know what we're going to get into there. Um, this one had had a few different um, a few different versions before we're finally coming to fruition. But I I believe it's 7,500 with an additional entry fee if they want to pay it to to decide. So. Right. Uh, Rodney Sanders got the points lead right now. He won back-to-back at Deer Creek uh, before he finished ninth in the yeah. final night up there, a fourth-place finish at West Union. Uh, driver from Happy Texas got it going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, and when one Friday night down at Arklatex, won five grand to win that American Modified uh, Series. American Racer Modified Series, and man, he's he's rolling right now, and I, he'll go into Cedar Lake for sure as a, as an odds-on favorite to get get one or more of those those three days, for sure. He's um, he's on fire right now. Jason Hughes looking very good as well. Uh, Jason was racing there, Vivian this weekend too. Hey, uh, Trenton, let me ask you this: Do you think we should get DeAndre Hopkins? Man, I don't think we have enough money, do we? I don't think we have enough money. I don't think we have enough. That's a <clears throat> that'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean, shoot, if you could make it happen for sure, but I don't. I don't think we're going to be in the but, uh, ability but, to make it happen, unfortunately. But I believe that the receivers that we have will be good enough. So I think Kadarius Tony is good enough to be a legitimate number one receiver. They've got to figure out how to keep his legs healthy underneath him. And if that, and if that, if you can train those injuries away, if you can <clears throat> rehab, you know, rehab day to day and work on those and have therapy day to day, that's going to keep you from from getting injured and missing time. If they can figure out how to keep him on the field, I mean, that guy's a burner. He's a first round draft pick. No they doubt. Don't, people don't just they don't just blindly miss on first round talent. Now you you might occasionally stretch for somebody, but you can see when that guy's healthy, that was not a stretch for the, that guy's a first-round receiver, and no doubt about it. Yeah. And, um, and, wicked. I think, wicked athletic. I think that Justin Ross is going to be pretty good, too, don't you? I do, and I think this Rasheed Rice will be better, and I think Sky Moore will be better this year as well. So I don't – I don't. we don't need the receivers to set the world on fire because our, our true number one receiver continues to be Travis Kelsey, and that's, that's right. just the way it is, and that's perfect. That's perfect. So we just need we just need a core group that can just get the job done when they need to. And I don't, you know, you got to be careful too. Uh, receivers and cornerbacks, the better they get, the more egomaniacs they become too. So uh, this will be this should be a good group that can be kept in check by the coaching staff and by Patrick. And you won't have any of these guys going rogue. Won't be causing problems for the team. I should say they shouldn't be. You know, we don't ever know, but they shouldn't. Right. And. I think if they can figure out if this if this Chiefs training staff is as good as everybody says they are, regardless of what that NFL report said, players didn't like them. If, but if if the the propaganda that we've been told is true about this group, and they can they can keep them healthy, and they can figure out if Kadarius Tony can start, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen games this year, what whatever, no doubt, whatever that may be. If they can keep him healthy, he he can produce like a number one receiver. I have no and, doubt about it. And, and the Chiefs are pretty good at keeping their players healthy. Yeah, for the yeah, most part, for sure they are. Yeah. Um, but well, well this uh, this is a big year. This is a pivotal year uh, to see 
Because I think if not, and if this receiving core is the Achilles heel of the team, they're going to have to go receiver first round next year. Yeah, no and, and potentially look to trade up, even though they tried to trade up this year and they didn't have any dancing partners. And that's probably a lot of that's because everybody else in the NFL knew how good they already were. Yeah, right. Nobody wanted to. Tra- so nobody wants to trade with the Chiefs. Right. So. You know, and Veach is smart enough not to overtrade to get where he wants to go if nobody will make the right deal. Yeah, he's smart. So, you know, it has to be fair for them, too. But, yeah, I, I like it. I like that I don't think none of these guys are going to cost us too much money this year. And, um, you know, the greatest ability is going to be their availability. So, you keep the majority of them happy. Um, you know, and Scantling's not a bad receiver as well. I don't. I don't think Scantling is elite. I think Scantling is, is solid. But I think this Kadarius Tony, he has elite athletic ability. So he could he's, be, he he's could, the guy I'm looking for to be the difference maker right out of the gate. He could be the number one. 100%. Yeah. And and probably should be looked at that way and, until he can't get, get on the field. Right. Hey, uh, Trent, I want to get he, uh, he, he'd be able, he, He'd be a lot of teams number ones too. Like that's not that's right. not just stretching because he's the best guy we have. He'd be number one on a lot of a lot of NFL teams, no doubt. Hey, I want to ask you, Trenton, about uh, we haven't had you on since this happened. I was down at Lucas Oil Speedway a week ago for the Show Me One Hundred. Great crowd, by the way. That yeah. place was packed. It was a great event. Biggest crowd ever. I, I, it looked like it. I mean, it was just a tremendous awesome. event. That. Great job by all. We get down to the end. Ricky Thornton Jr. wins, or so we thought, until yeah. he failed the droop so rule. Uh, you know Ricky Thornton Jr. pretty well. He's he's setting yep. the late model world on fire right now. You can't be surprised about that. He's been winning races too. No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised one bit to see him have that success and the fact that he backed that up. Um, with the uh, after the you know after the show me 100 win that wasn't I guess he he went and won that flow night right right away. Um, he's <clears throat> Ricky's rock and roll and he's crazy talented. He always was. I knew I knew when he was 19 20 years old. First time I watched him race, he was still living out in Arizona and came he came to Kansas for a dirt late model race, 10,000 win back when there weren't just a ton of them. You know, aside from the two national touring series, uh, I saw him run third. On, on that opening night, and man, I got to figure out who this kid is, and, and uh, he's just progressed his career. I mean, he's the guy's the limit for that guy for sure. Yeah, no doubt about he, it. Yeah, uh, and he won the King of America. Not, you know, he's he's Ricky's Ricky's not a known Ricky's not a known cheater. Like that's not something he's about. He just, he's had a parts failure. Now, hey, it was a bad parts failure. To have, I think they broke a bracket on that oh, car. Oh, that's oh, why oh, that happened. Hold on a second. Does USMTS have a droop rule? They do not. They have a deck height. So USMTS has deck height. Uh, basically, in late model racing now, they don't even really care what your deck height is. You just have to pass through. Hmm. So and, and that's, that's what's changed. Yes, USMTS does not have group. You know, he was pretty cool about it at the end of that race. Yeah, I, I, uh, there was a bracket that broke on the on the car that maybe caused that to happen. But, boy, you just win the Show Me 100 and you failed post-race tech, and he was about as cool a guy as anybody could be after right. an event like that, and just kind of shows you what kind of a guy he is to be able to come back, win that Flow Night of America race a few nights later, he backed that up with the preliminary win out at West Virginia on the big 
half-mile racetrack, he he doesn't let things stop him. Down. He just really doesn't he, he, he let doesn't a whole let, lot bother him. He doesn't let things bother him. Right. No, no, a guy doesn't get rattled. He never did. And that's part of that's probably why he's so good behind the wheel too. You know, there's nobody on the racetrack going to rattle him. He's he's rocking and rolling. I'm telling you, he's one of the, he is one of the most talented racers in America. I mean, all, all divisions, what whatever. He's he is wicked. He has wicked ability, and he has since I've known him. You know, I mean, he's just he, one of those guys. It's just he made the race. He won the heart of uh, the King of America race down in Humboldt a few years ago. I remember that. Yep, yep. Won the King of America race. He's won the Grant Younghands race there at Lakeside as well. Um, he's he's had a lot of uh, a lot of success around the Midwest and, and well beyond. I this won't be, he won't be done at the Shelley One Hundred. <laughs> he's he's going to get him one at least for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Trenton, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us each week here on Mostly Motorsports. We appreciate you doing so. Now, uh, so what do you got coming up on, on your broadcast? Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go to Mason City this week for the Wednesday Thursday race, and then uh, we're gonna go to Cedar Lake next week. And I know there's uh, ASCS Sprint Cars next week as well. Um, so looking forward to that uh, next. Two weeks is a crazy busy week for us. We're we're a little a little calmer this week, but uh, uh, weekly events at uh, Fountain City, Deer Creek, 81 Speedway, uh, and I know Dodge City. Whenever they're racing, I know Dodge City didn't run every single week, but uh, that's kind of what's what's coming up on the horizon for us here. Uh, so yeah, just just a lot, guys. I've been I've been I've been changing oil like like most people change change clothes. So it's it's crazy. I we have logged so many miles. I don't know. I don't think there's a stretch that I have logged more miles personally um, than what I'm right in the middle of right now uh, ever. So it's it's uh, it's good. We're blessed blessed to be busy and blessed to be uh, in demand and have having having a chance to cover some really good hey, you, you guys don't get out on the west coast much do you no no hmm. you no, don't you don't need that kind of travel Minnesota, <laughs> Texas. no trust me we're i'm picking them up and putting them down i hit a deer last week that was fun no way uh-uh. that, that was, how much damage yeah that was well so i haven't taken them in yet but pictures i sent it looks like about three grand oh my god oh man that's fun where'd that happen oh, we're too too busy i i'm uh just out of side of warrensburg oh man right in the middle of the day i just crested a little bit of a hill and there it was in the daylight <laughs> oh my gosh this happened in broad right daylight in the the day, like two thirty in the afternoon i felt like such an idiot no way wow oh yeah yeah, well, well nobody yeah. was hurt. That's don't, amazing. Don't, don't don't put too too much pressure no. on yourself. Yeah, well, I just anyway, whatever. Okay. Hey, by the way, great it job on the ASCS national tour coverage at Outlaw the other night. Great crowd, as you pointed out. Uh, I think they've stepped yeah. up. The, that that was a good good coverage on that event down there. We um, we have a new a new cameraman as well. So I know I'm not. I don't want to go into too many details here, but we're we're just uh, we're just staffing up around all racing. There, you just never know what's never know what's happening day to day around there. But uh, it's it's been a fun ride here with that at ASCS so far. We we've, we've had I've been fortunate enough at uh, at Flo's 
request to be able to carry several of those events. And so I, I sure appreciate those folks making that available for us. And uh, I believe the plan is to carry carry the next weekend here as well, whenever that. I think it's in two weeks coming up here. So yeah, um, that's uh, that's sure been a, been an unexpected pleasure for us this season. Uh, to be asked by them to be able to do that. So, the only downer is Saturday the, night at Caney Valley point. got rained out. That was the only bummer of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and they they said they were going to try to do their best to get that thing rescheduled here later on in the year. So they'll probably be able to find a date somewhere that works. Yeah, but it's it's been fun, guys. You know, and there ain't nobody put more in ASCS than, than you guys did over the years. And um, that's a that's that's a good tour, and there's just good people there. And, um, I, I'll tell you, I went to that race at Longdale, and it's crazy. I, don't, I didn't realize how fast. I mean, I knew how fast they were, and you watch them on video, but I hadn't stood in the infield in a long time in a sprint car race. And it, it honest to goodness, will take your breath away how fast those guys are, how quick they close, how fast they can slide somebody in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um it's not the the, clo- the closing rates are just out of this world in a wing spring car, just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. So wait till you um, watch. I, I really a, enjoyed my trip out to Longdale. Wait till you watch a four ten sprint car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. Okay, it's, Trenton, uh, thanks for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. Yeah. We appreciate you always doing so, and uh, we'll we'll be looking for your broadcast down the road. Okay. Sounds good. See you guys. Hope you have a great. You're season. you're a Hall of Famer, Trenton. That's the way I look at you. Hey, listen, I can just keep the light bills on. That's all I'm after. Right. Uh, all right, buddy. We'll all talk right. to you. Bye. They they did great job on that ASCS National Tour race the other night at Outlaw what? Motorspeed. Yeah. Well, they're doing it themselves. Yeah. They're not letting Race on Texas do it. Which. That was the, that was shitty. Yeah, that that was not uh, not at the standard that you're looking for. No, yep. but Saturday night was at Outlaw, and I well, feel you good. know you know why you know why they got Michael Jackson shooting yeah. those, and I feel good for Terry Maddox and everybody down there that those stands were packed for the Mickey Walker Classic down yep. there at Outlaw Motor Speedway. All right, you Great ready to point. wrap it up, Kurt? Yes, sir. I got jury duty tomorrow. Tomorrow? 8 o'clock. Be there. Be there. Be square. Be there. Be square. So we'll see if we get picked for a jury. Well, hopefully you won't be gone next Monday. Next Monday? Me and Todd might have to do the show. Well, there, there are ways that you can get out of jury duty, but I'm not sure I want to get out of jury duty. You want to be in jury duty. Just to, just to be on a jury, that have that experience. Why not? I got you. All right, Todd, are we ready to wrap up? We are ready, guys. Have you ever been on a jury, Todd? Um, no. No, no. me neither. No. I don't. I always get out of them. Do you get, you get notices in the mail? Yeah, I don't. Do you ignore them? You can't. No, you got to show up. I don't think. I think sometimes our. I think our mailman messes that up. Mm. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they don't. I don't they, I, they'll been, hold you in contempt of court if you ignore jury notices. You, know, if you ever been to Wyandotte County? 
They're not. They're not going to chase a bunch a little, of people around from Wyandotte County. They've got a lot of other issues they're chasing around besides guys that aren't showing up for jury duty. Yeah. No now, doubt. trust me, I've been. I've. I've been three times down there and never been picked. You know, the three times. I've never been down. The first time I went, I was still stay-at-home dad. I had a commitment with a baby, and I said I could do it Tuesday through Friday, sir, but I cannot do it on Mondays. <laughs> well, that doesn't work. He didn't like that. Now response. you got to be available whenever. Yeah. If you're going to do it, there's some. There's some. If you if keyword, there's a Google now. See, back then there was no Google, but there's some keywords that you can use. When they do your interview process, that'll get you out of jury duty every time. So just search keywords, get me out of jury duty. And when like, you, like I know these people. Yeah. Well, I, I I feel strongly for, let's <laughs> say the guy thieves something. I feel th- strongly that you should be able to take what you need, and, and then they'll watch you walk away. <laughs> but if you're a racist, they they don't. They let don't you take in. either. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, but you got you still got to get your car though. Right. If you're a racist. One time I got out of it because <laughs> one time I got out of jury duty because I this was when I was working the graveyard shift at night. Yeah. And it says, well, I work nights and sleep during the day. During the day, I get a little sleepy and it's hard for me we, to pay attention. Yeah, we don't want you. On. We don't. They want didn't you. pick me. That was what I was getting ready to tell you, Kirk. That was my other. My other one was I worked the night shift at Price Chopper and told him, look, you know, I sleep about four hours or five hours a day. And, right. And uh, hard for me to pay attention I, in the middle yeah, of the day. Yeah, I get yeah. phone calls and talk to people, and I don't even know what I'm telling them, you know. I mean, right. I literally, during you could, so I, I I don't think you probably want me. And so, yeah, I've been not picked three times, so, yeah. Uh, so, Kirk, have fun with that tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see how it works Good luck with that, out. Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Have, fun, right. have fun with okay. that. That'll be fun. But yeah. if I'm not here next Monday, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. You guys can handle it. We got you. All right. Uh, today's Mostly Motorsports has been brought to you by Rod in Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints against um, who won up there this weekend at I-35? Trice Roden. His third Trice in a row. Roden. Three in a row now. Is that three in a row? Twice at Central Missouri Speedway. And twice for then twice. Again, not not my favorite racetrack. To twice be honest twice with you. for twice. Twice. Not my favorite track. And I think they're back down at CMS this Saturday. Are they? CMS? Yes, sir. All right. So, CMS this weekend, the uh, Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints are going to be down there. And go down and check them out. Buy you a car, better yet. Buy you a car and get involved in the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. It's a good place to be. It, it really is an affordable way to go fast. Yeah, no doubt. So, All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. For Todd Surprise, for my partner, Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Saturday morning on Track Talk right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network.
faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. 